I'll come right here. I don't feel like I can get through. Oh, jeez. There, that's all I needed. Rich Marsh Hound. Well, now plug in that heated blanket so I can warm up my wiener. That is what he's saying. Yeah. He's not even sorry he's been licking the spot on the couch that I'm currently sitting in. <laughs> I don't know what about... Is it a pit bull thing? They like to lick, right? I'll lick you right in the face. Yeah. Our daughter has trust issues. Bread. Over at my mom's house. <laughs> what sort of issues? Well, you know, they buy that healthy fucking bread. It's got like the nuts in it and uh, shit, which I don't mind it really. I mean, sure. And if I'm making an old fashioned PB and J, I don't want that bread. But if it's like toast or whatever, it's fine. Yeah. It's not fine for her. It's not kid approved. So mm. we were over there today. I'm re explaining the Mandalorian to my dad, who claims I haven't told it to him, but I have. So I'm explaining it again. And she, my mom makes her peanut butter sandwich. First, we debated about how to cut it. And I'm like, Take a piece of bread and fold it in half with peanut butter in the middle and hand it to her. They're like, oh, okay. Like, when I was like, do you want it in a circle or triangles or rectangles? I was like, give it to her. You're giving her too much power. She'll abuse it at home. (laughs) No, I want it. I was like, no, just no. She'll want, yes. She'll expect that now. So, but first, okay, now we've talked about how she wants it cut, but she's like, She's like, is it the good bread? So she doesn't want the nasty bread. And my mom's like, no, 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 it's not. It still is wheat bread. <laughs> like it's not. And it's and I buy like honey wheat, which is like it's fucking white bread. They just call it that to make you feel better about yourself when you're mm-hmm. shoveling into your mouth your fourth peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That sounds good. I know. Well, I think I, we have. I'll take one. Okay. Or two. Two. I think we've got enough for that. Okay. So. My mom's like, yeah, yeah, it's wheat or it's white. And my dad goes, says wheat right there. <laughs> and she goes, shush, shush. <laughs> so our daughter has it, takes it over to her trampoline. And we say, don't jump and eat all the time. And well, she stops. She goes, it's got nuts in it. <laughs> but it didn't. It didn't. It really was just regular bread. And she wouldn't eat it. <laughs> and she brought it over and spit it out in my mom's hand. <laughs> well, I convinced her once that I had a thing of ice cream. It was like vanilla with, I think, chocolate chips. Yeah. And she goes, and I just sat down and started eating it because I knew eventually she would notice. Notice. So, what you eating? Mashed potatoes. Ugh. Ugh. She likes mashed potatoes now, though. Right. Well, I guess she didn't at the time, but I'm eating the ice cream. (laughs) And I'm like, she goes, why are you eating mashed potatoes? I'm like, because, well, then eventually it's like, I'm going to give her some. So I'm like, here. It's She goes, when are we having the ice cream? I go, it's right here. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. She wouldn't take it. So she, you know, you, you do that thing where you hold a spoonful of food to her face and she just like, she holds this, this you hold it right up to her face and she gives it like that real gross Nasty face. Look. And then all of a sudden, slowly her tongue comes out and she yeah. touches it. She goes, ah. I'm like, No. <laughs> try it and I like shoved in her mouth and I... oh oh okay <laughs> yep that's how she is loves pickles skeptical of everything else <laughs> not just like the sweet pickles she'll eat dill but it doesn't matter yeah but yeah so she what did my mom have to make her not macaroni and cheese because my mom didn't make it right last time and she goes it was crunchy <laughs> and I was like ew mom she probably didn't stir it enough because it's like the you know little cups, the, the cheating, the the knockoff not so good macaroni and cheese, like not made in a 
pan with milk and butter. Yeah. No, no, it's that powder shit. I won't eat it. But I've made her real macaroni and cheese and she doesn't like it. <laughs> she wants it in that stupid cup. So she had to make, my mom had to make her ravioli. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Can't fuck that up. No, guess not. If you want a four course meal, you go to your parents' house. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. It was a it was a good one we had on Sunday. Yeah. We had KFC chicken, coleslaw, but then my mom wanted to make Bob Evans mashed potatoes, deviled eggs, corn, corn, rolls, rolls. I don't know. I took my IBS meds and it it did not stop it. You didn't give it enough time. I took it thirty minutes before, like I could physically no, you feel didn't. it. Uh huh. When did you, did you take it before we left? Yeah, I took took it like in the car on the way to your parents, which is a three minute drive. So, and we sat down and started eating like right, right away. away. So, no, I did not give it enough time. <laughs> but I could feel it working, like because it's a it affects your central nervous system, trying to slow everything and it's down. Why you can't fart today? Probably I was laying on the floor, rolling around. I feel better though. You only can take two of those gas X pills, then something happens to your innards, and you have to go to the doctor. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, my, I have to take my IBS meds sooner. Well, I only had six pills when we were on vacation, and I made it last. Yeah. Tell your mom whatever she cooked gave me the shits, but any food at Disney didn't. It's a compliment. <laughs> you think you possibly have like Crohn's disease? Or We've something? talked about that, but I think there's other symptoms. Like there'd be a lot more problems because yeah, that's autoimmune. You're right. Yeah, because yeah. you'd hurt. You would really hurt. Yeah, there'd be not just get the shits. Yeah, there'd be more going on. My great aunt died. Thank you. <laughs> he wasn't even fucking there, and it was his aunt. My great aunt. So, I mean, she was old. I don't want to say, like, it's okay, but everyone, she was ready to go even, I think. But the sad part was, I was like, well, yeah, we'll come visit you after vacation. She died while we were on vacation. It's like, well, I'm not a very good person. I was making up for it, though, by going to her funeral. So it doesn't matter that you were there, <laughs> No, I feel like I went out there pregnant one time and one time with her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I think. All I she wanted know. to do, though, was just see you one more time. I know. Well, I was going to go after vacation. I'm sorry, no, okay? No, no. But then I tried to wear bright neon orange tennis shoes to her funeral, and I had to stop. It's, uh, it's, I was going to be on time because I had to drive through the ghetto to get there. So I was going to be on time for this funeral, except that I left with... You know, it's offensive for someone that actually lives in the inner cities. To hear some privileged white girl refer to their neighborhood as the ghetto. I could be talking about anywhere. No big I didn't deal. say it was inner city. Just ghetto. Give me any type of ghetto that you want. I'm going to look up the definition of ghetto. I don't have my phone. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> so I had to stop. I got Drop and roll. roll. I got back home and you're like, what are you doing? Because you weren't going to the funeral. I was hurt. Oh, yeah. You hurt your back doing nothing. Doesn't matter. It still hurt. I have a medical diagnosis. I have been multiply examined by three medical professionals. I took you to prompt care. All they, three doctors. They would not doctors. let me give you the shot in your ass. They wouldn't let me do it. No, nope, but the doctor was like, that was Are kind you of cool? a that was kind of a weird, you know, the first time like I was naked in a room with you and another woman. <laughs> you weren't naked. You just pulled your one ass cheek out. 
how do you pull just one ass cheek out? <laughs> like, like you... it's a tit. Like I, boom, here you go. <laughs> well, you Sorry, were leaning... I got a real saggy ass. You were leaning over the table and you just pulled down one cheek. Like, <laughs> I didn't know if it'd be weird after, after she was done giving me the shot. If I said, uh, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty cool. Cause she asked me, do you want to give it? And I was like, that's what I said. And the doctor was like, are you qualified? I was like, no, I'm making a joke, but I I'm going to take my uneducated ass home now. <laughs> it's just, I'm just kidding, doctor. <laughs> but I, it, it all worked out. Cause I came home and got my boots. And then went there. And then mom told people at the funeral anyways that I was going to be late because I had to turn around and take off my neon orange tennis shoes. I was like, well, if you told everyone, I might as well just fucking warn them here. Yeah. And then Carla found a bright green pamphlet on how to kick your habit of internet porn. It was at eye level in this tiny like lobby of a Catholic church. So if you had a problem with porn, everyone would notice you picking up this pamphlet. It was, it was more Fair like enough. a book. It was more like a book. It was written by you, a lot. You go, what you do is you go to some random old person's funeral and you pick it up and you go, <laughs> ha, 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 <laughs> too funny. <laughs> I need to show my chaps this. We did. We made a Snapchat and I put it on our Instagram. Yeah, you brought it home. Yeah, I should have brought it home. reading it. Well, as I was filming her, uh, Carla, like the Snapchat, the priest walked behind her and I was like, oh, yep, my soul is burning. I can feel it. <laughs> Making fun of internet porn with That's the priest in the background. Well, I just feel like it should be more subtle if it's something like internet porn addiction, that the bright green pamphlet should be like under a stack of something else, like tissues. That did, no. <laughs> Or socks. <laughs> there you go. I try. I would have read it, but I felt like I should not take it into the funeral with me. I suppressed that urge. and. Now I'm better for it. Might have done yourself some favors. <laughs> if it had been a larger funeral and it more crowded, I might have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Hadn't been to a mass in a while, while either. They changed all the words. Did you know that? They always change the words on you. And they had a bell. All of a sudden, one of them altar boys started ringing a bell really loud. Like it, I, it scared me. I was like, wow. Wonder why the Pope decided to add that in. They're making up for things. They're like, uh, we're not going to fire any of those child molesting priests, but here's a bell and frankincense. It was fine. Anyways, we're here to talk about YouTube crimes. Speaking of the internet, where there's porn, there's also YouTube. YouTube does not allow porn, though, right? Um, I would assume not. No. Some risque things. Oh, yeah. Risky things live on the internet okay this came from esquire.com wikipedia odyssey.com thecleaver.com and buzzfeednews.com okay so this is ten account four. ten four good buddy this is a count of different instances on youtube okay okay and you'll have to tell me you might have heard of some of these but not all with a wild look in his eyes and a camera in his right hand, 22-year-old Pedro Ruiz III, I think that's how I'm saying it, R-U-I-Z, Ruiz? I don't know. I, I, I don't know this one. Okay. Ruiz III stood behind the garage of his family home in the town of Holtzdale, Minnesota, a population of 600. So people are fucking bored. So that's why they're making YouTube videos. I understand. Fair enough. I was fucking bored. I made a podcast. Here we all are. Thank you for your donation. You're welcome. 
In the background was his car, a white Toyota Celica. On the right side of his trunk was a GoPro camera. On its roof sat a cheap red couch pillow. And on that red pillow was a gold 50 caliber Desert Eagle pistol, which is a big gun. Wow. That's a bit. It's not a 22, like something that you go out and shoot to scare off the coons with. If you ever get the chance to shoot a Desert Eagle, I'll give you just a little tidbit of advice. Make sure you have both hands on it. So it's nuts. that, And it looks big. And you're kind of like, wow, I feel like. Don't shoot at a metal sign. (laughs) I've seen one of those uh, ricocheting come right back. Oh, man. Well, I've seen video of it. On YouTube. On YouTube. Maybe it was PornTube. I can't remember. PornTube? Is that a thing? Or is it Pornhub? Pornhub. Is there PornTube? Oh, there's got to be. There's all All sorts sorts of them. them. (laughs) Pedro was going to make a special video that he hoped would secure a future for his childhood sweetheart, 19-year-old Mona Lisa Perez. Yes, her name is Mona Lisa. And their three-year-old daughter. Pedro and Mona Lisa had grown up with YouTube. They knew all too well that it could make somebody out of a nobody. But their YouTube presence, a parenting and family channel, La Mona Lisa, hadn't taken off. The couple aimed to make it big on the site by filming increasingly daredevil-type stunts. So we have a gun and people that like to do stunts. All and they're right. young. They're young. Their frontal lobe has not developed. How old are they? 19 and 22. Okay. Starting in March 2017, the channel contained videos in which they had pranked each other with titles such as World's Hottest Pepper Prank, Gone Majorly Wrong, and She Took It Too Far, dot, dot, dot. Clickbait. You know. Fair enough. I would not eat a hot pepper. Ghost pepper. Can they like give you a heart attack? to ghost pepper probably despite the couple's inventiveness this channel still had not taken off like they'd expected to with its 18 videos they had been viewed a total of 8,000 times averaging just 470 views per video the pair hadn't given up hope just yet in one video mona lisa said to her boyfriend imagine when we have 300,000 subscribers i'm still waiting for us to have that too he aimed to set up his channel calling himself damn it boy Because that's what everybody would say when they watched one of his studs. Damn it, boy. And to kickstart his channel, he planned to undertake a wow-worthy stunt that couldn't help but get people's attention. Mona Lisa was, was reluctant. It sounded dangerous, but Pedro had been thinking about it for weeks, begging his girlfriend to help him, and eventually she'd given in. She would do it. She would shoot him. All right. So we're just talking about how that gun is like, use both hands. I think this is a good idea. I don't know if I mentioned it yet. She's very pregnant also. Oh, my. Yeah. Naturally, Damn It Boy realized he needed to be more than a one-hit wonder, so he protected himself against the bullet. Sort of. He test-fired his pistol at an abandoned house three or four miles away using one of several books he found there. It was pretty thick, and it blocked a bullet. So he stood there, shot a bullet into the book, and it blocked it. Okay. I like where this is going. I really do. So he found another of a similar book with a black marker pen he drew a target in the center of the hardback cover and an arrow pointing to it with a note that says please hit here pedro had just come home from work at at bnsf railways in nearby hillsborough so he had a job at 4 p.m on june 26 2017 when he decided the time was right two video cameras were recording the stunt for the benefit of millions of youtube viewers hopefully Uh, you know i actually I do recall hearing this. Yeah. I can't remember all the details, but I do remember thinking, wow. 
Yeah. Me and Pedro are probably going to do one of the most dangerous videos ever, Mona Lisa tweeted hours before beforehand. His idea, not mine. She had previously retweeted a motivational tweet reading, every vlogger or YouTuber starts at zero subscribers. And podcaster. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Damn It Boy, he said, speaking with enthusiasm. My channel is going to consist of a lot of crazy stuff, he continued. Entertainment just for you guys. My thing is crazy. After a 38 seconds pause, he started to struggle. I just love the adrenaline, the pumping, the near-death experience. With this being my first video, I hope to capture all my audience. He held up the inch and a half thick hardback book. What do you think the book was? The Bible? No, that's what I thought it would have been. The encyclopedia. Okay. So, but I'm like, which Britannica or <laughs> anytime you ask your parents a question, like, go look it up. Matt, ah, fuck. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> that's too much work because <laughs> I didn't have the internet. This is that we start things together and we hope to just keep bringing you more crazy stuff. No, I'm gonna... Okay. So here I bring to you Mona Lisa, my girlfriend. Hi, everyone. So, babe, let's go ahead and uh, show them what we have in store for our first video. All right. You want to explain? This right here is a 50 caliber desert eagle. This thing... Oh, wait. I gotta grab that book, too. So this right here is... Here, baby, you can hold it. This right here is a 50 caliber desert eagle. There's limited sold of this these kind dipped in... These desert eagles are dipped in gold and they're mixed with... It's obviously not all real gold because the gold is too weak. Um, when I say empty the clip, babe, I want you to hand it over. Okay. And just click that button. Okay. Not, not yet, not yet. When I say... Is it hard? No, just it's a button. Okay. Okay. So this right here is a gold-plated 50 caliber Desert Eagle. It's not all gold because gold is a weak metal. And with the amount of gunpowder that is going off inside these... It's a, it's it's basically a a cannon in your hand going off, but it's it's mixed in with other metals. Some long one I forgot at the tip of my tongue right now. But babe, let's go ahead and show them what's inside. Right here, I um, you're really dark. Get in the sun. This way. No, 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 this way. This way. There, yeah. Okay. This is a 50 caliber Desert Eagle. The cool thing about this is it's tiger stripes. I don't know if you can see it. There's it's a tiger printed gold desert eagle. It's not full gold, just because gold is too weak, but when you see a 50 caliber handgun, you're thinking, damn. But what's inside, what's ridiculous, 
is this 300 grain, 300 grain, um, what's crazy is this 300 grain 50 caliber bullet. Uh, just to show you how big this bad boy is, let's first lock it in. Okay, show you how big this bullet is. Here's my watch, G-Shock, and watch the length. The length of this bullet is the entire face of my G-Shock. That's how big it is. This thing goes coming right out the muzzle at about 1,500 feet per second. That's just over three football fields in length in the matter of a second. So if I snap my fingers, this 50 caliber cannonball just went over a little bit over three football fields in length. And what, why show this? Because I'm gonna show, the point of this video is I really just wanna see if a 50 caliber bullet can go through a book. I just wanna see if a 50 caliber bullet can go through a book. Say, but what's even that's, that's the point of this video. I just wanna see if a 50 caliber bullet can go through a book. So, the ultimate, the ultimate test to see if this 50 caliber bullet will go through a book is I'm just not going to just set it and just shoot it. No, I'm going to stand behind it and Mona Lisa is going to shoot it, hoping she hits the book, hoping she hits the book and not me, but the most trustworthy person that I trust in this world is my girlfriend, Mona Lisa. So, so if I'm gonna die, I'm pretty much ready to go to heaven right now. If I die, I'll be ready for Jesus. He probably won't accept me into the pearly gates because how stupid this is, but I have confidence that my girlfriend will hit the book and not me. Let's do it. Okay, so do you want... Turn it off. Yeah, because it's at 30. But his heavily pregnant girlfriend seemed reluctant. She said, I can't do this, babe. I'm so scared. My heart is beating. Babe, if I kill you, what's going to happen to my life? Like, no, this isn't okay. I don't want to be responsible. But he reassured her and she would not hurt him as long as she hit the book. Mona Lisa fired into the book. From how far? Not very far away. Because she want to make sure you hit the target. So you're going to get closer. So it's easier. Right? Except the closer you are, the more likely it's going to go through that book. Pedro recoiled backwards as a bullet passed through the book and into him. He stumbled back, fell to the floor, and said, oh, shit, as he looked down at a hole in his chest. His girlfriend rushed inside to call 911. But this, it's a fifty caliber. It's a, it's a big gun at close range. He's not going to survive. 
Pedro Ruiz was merely the latest of a series of risk-taking creators hoping to make a living off YouTube. The pursuit of viewership is creating more and more chaos. For example, attempting to break into the White House is a bad idea at any point. Oh, yes. But to do so simply to try to create a good video content seems extremely problematic. Yet that's what happened October 17th when Curtis Combs, a 36-year-old former U.S. Marine from Kentucky, attempted to scale the outer fence of America's most highly guarded home. Dressed as... Pikachu. <laughs> okay. The arrest affidavit filed by the police in D.C. said that Curtis wanted to become famous and thought jumping the White House fence and posting it on YouTube would make him famous. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. In September 2014, British YouTube YouTuber Sam Pepper uploaded a more notorious video called Fake Hand Ass Pinch Prank in which he groped five separate women on the street after distracting them with a fake hand. So, like, here's both my hands, but really my one hand is down here pinching your ass. Pepper later claimed his video was a social experiment, so I could watch you guys go crazy in the comments. Pepper paused his YouTube videos. That is, like, that is, oh, my God. Yeah, that's assault. Like you, You're you just assaulting really people. You really thought you were going to get a, Yeah. Like, that's... Um, I'm sm- I think I'm smarter than everybody else. Yeah, and this is super funny. It's like, no, you're assaulting women and saying it's okay. So like yeah. other dumb boys that see that will say, well, I'm going to make a video like that too. It's like, you're going to get arrested. Yep. But he started, he was paused his uploads in 2017, but was downloading again. YouTube prankster Charles Ross, also known as Ross Creations, was arrested for battery in 2013 for giving wedgies to strangers in public. Yes, you read that right. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> Charles had given a series of random wedgies outside of a movie theater in Florida when 20-year-old victim decided he was going to press charges. So he's giving we- wedgies to dudes, too. Yeah. Like, uh, you think you would what, do it. what state is this? Florida. God damn. In Fl- I mean, I'm pretty sure you can carry in Florida. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. The Mantee County Sheriff's Office arrested Charles and detained him for the night. He was released the next day on a $750 bond. Also in 2013, Charles was arrested for jumping over a cop who was seated on a park bench. The worst part is he then filmed a video pleading with his half a million followers to donate money to him. The vlogger claimed he didn't have money to cover the cost of defending himself against a third-degree felony assault against a police officer. In 2017, he was arrested again for stealing... On today's show, we will be discussing the first time that I was arrested and taken to the clinic. Basically, I was here. The cop was here. I have to like explain it as if I didn't get a video of it. <laughs> so I ran and I jumped over him and I did a side flip. Everybody says, oh, you did a backflip over the cops. But in reality, it was a side flip. So know that, okay? So I did a backflip over the cops. I ran and I kept going and then I was stopped, turned around, and I went back to explain it like a fool. I didn't know back then that you shouldn't explain things. Like, hey, it was just for a video, it was a joke or whatever. It was a joke, don't you get it? The irony of somebody jumping over you while you're sitting, isn't that so ironic? They were offended that I did it, but they were mostly offended when they found out the camera was recording. They said they were gonna ruin my day and erase it. You've seen the video. Say, no, you're not. Run to get the camera. They tackled me. I didn't know I was under arrest. Otherwise, I wouldn't have ran from them. I don't know if it was the same day or not, but I had just done jumping over people. And I was like, dang, man, that'd be an awesome shot to do it to a cop, too. I was sitting there. And while I was sitting there, he picked my camera and stuff. And he's fidgeting with it. He reads me my rights. And I'm like, you better not freaking delete that crap. 
and he was like trying to figure it out and look at it. And he's told, that's totally what he was doing. Took me to jail, and I remember laying in bed and being like, the only thing that was on my mind is that video better be on that camera. God, every time I get arrested, that's what on my mind. That's what's on my mind. I'm thinking the camera guy better freaking got the shot. Because <laughs> if he did, I'm going to be pissed. That happened when I got arrested for the wedgie. We didn't get that on video. They took the camera as evidence, so I got out of jail the next day. Called my mom. Hey, mom. Um, I'm in jail. <laughs> it was a sucky feeling, but it was so funny. I didn't care then because I was, like, blowing up on YouTube. And every time I'd do something wild, I'd just get more views and more money. And so it didn't even matter. Hey, mom, I'm in jail. Will you bail me out? <laughs> My parents bailed me out. I remember my dad being like, maybe you should leave him in there so he knows that he, you know, we're not going to keep enabling him. So they bailed me out, and I was very thankful. The charges were culpable negligence and resisting arrest. So I got a lawyer and all that stuff. I didn't have my footage for about three months because they took the camera as evidence for the trial. I'm just, like, hoping that my footage is somewhere mysterious and beyond. I got pretrial intervention, so that basically that means I did, like, a short three-month probation, and then they dropped the charges. It was my first offense for anything. Then once they dropped the charges, I went and got my footage back. It was there, and I was so thankful. Oh, my God, I was so happy. And I knew that people were going to eat it up. So then I posted it, and it got like 5 million views in a week. did really good. It was on the front page of YouTube. That was back when the people decided what gets popular on YouTube, not an algorithm. Some people asked me what the cop said, or they didn't really understand what he was saying. I listened to that part in the video at least like 200, 300 times. I replayed that part. Something about, I'm going to break your effing neck, or I'm going to... When Tosh took the video clip, they said, I'm going to pounce on your neck. But I listened to that segment of audio at least like 300, maybe 500 times, try to figure out what the freak they were saying. One of the officers at the mall the other night that wouldn't let me go in, Billy overheard them talking about how they knew the officers that arrested me for that video. Officer Ivanov and Zach. I remember Ivanov, when I went to court one time, he was there, I guess, as a witness or something. I just remember... I just waving to him. It was so awkward. Somebody had told me once that they knew the officers and the cops said something like, you can tell them you're welcome for getting them famous. So thank you guys. I never got a chance to thank you for arresting me. Whenever I'm in jail, I just practice the whole time. They give you these flip-flop things, but I basically just practice catching it a thousand times and the guard's like, what on earth are you freaking doing? It didn't hurt whenever they tackled me. It was so unexpected. I was just trying to get to my camera like, I wasn't even running from them or something. So when they tackled me, I was like, I didn't know I was under arrest. I didn't know that they were trying to stop me from something. Every penny that I made from that video within a week for 5 million views went to paying a lawyer and all of like the court costs. And I basically broke completely even. Yeah, I remember I made like $4,000 from that video. It was so crazy, dude. Like $800 in a day. I remember looking at the AdSense. That was when I was like so opposed to even having ads in my videos. Like I had just started to put ads on it, but only the little pop-up ads at the very bottom. So I was getting paid like the bare minimum versus like having that pre-video ads. I would have made about $20,000 from that video back then at the time. That's just crazy because I was so opposed to not selling out. I almost did all that crap for free. Before I got arrested, I was at the beach. I think I was jumping over people. I think that's why I was there. Or I was there for another video, and then I saw them sit on the bench, and I was like, perfect for jumping over people. I was there doing the next video. Blake was with me, and I was supposed to meet him at the car, and I didn't even get a chance to make it to the car. And then I think Blake just left. <laughs> so I think there is video. He's jumping over a cop. I couldn't jump. It's someone sitting on a bench. And recorded it. I was like, wow. Well, I thought he would duck. <laughs> <laughs>
And good afternoon on this Friday. I'm Chris Cato. And I'm Linda Hurtado. He wore the hat, the badge, the shirt to look like an officer. But deputies say there was nothing funny about what this man did next. And now he could face serious jail time. Yeah, that's right, Linda. Charles Ross is the mastermind behind this so-called prank. But this isn't the first time he's done some questionable things, all for the sake of a few laughs. He actually runs a YouTube page called Ross Creations, which has over a million subscribers and is filled with notorious pranking videos. But the sheriff's office says his latest prank was taken too far. Ross was arrested this week as a result of a stunt he claims was just an April Fool's Day joke. But in this surveillance video, Ross can be seen approaching a woman and her two young children in a parking lot dressed in a full law enforcement uniform, even complete with a baton on his belt. He then goes on to write the woman a ticket for a parking violation. But once the woman realized she hadn't done anything wrong, she threatened to call 911. Ross then took off but came back and started arguing with that woman. The sheriff's office says this is a very serious crime and one of numerous that Ross has committed all for the sake of a joke, none of which they find very funny. Your adolescent behavior is becoming old. It's tying up our resources. It's costing money. It's costing the criminal justice system money to take care of these things. I have detectives working on shootings. We have drug issues we're working on, and we have to get search warrants and do investigations when he cowardly leaves the scene instead of waiting for us to get there. Now, Sarasota deputies eventually caught up to Ross on Wednesday, taking him into custody for impersonating a law enforcement officer. Now, Ross has since bonded out of jail, but the sheriff's office says this is a felony and he could be looking at some jail time, especially considering his past offenses. One of the most notorious YouTube stars, at least in eyes of the law, Vitaly, oh, the name is so bad. I'm not even going to degrade myself to read this last name. Z-D-O-R-O-V-E-T-S-K-I-Y. Zdravetsky. It's Russian, I think. I'm not going to read it. Vitaly has been arrested more than once. His first time was in 2012 when the Russian man had a bomb, ho bomb hoax prank gone wrong. Then again in 2014 when he ran across a soccer field at the World Cup in his underwear. He didn't even go naked. Oh. So I think I, yeah. Okay. In 2015 and 2016, he was arrested for climbing the Hollywood sign. Of course, he films all of these stunts for his many YouTube followers who love to see what he'll come up with next. He was in his underwear. That's not even streaky. so. Something like this, though. I mean, that's more harmless than trying to do. Yeah, it's more. I mean, police. Yeah, police have to get involved, though. Like streaking at the World Cup, you get banned. Probably Hollywood sign is probably annoying for cops, but not necessarily hurting anyone. Welcome to another video, and it's going to be one of those crazy videos where your boy streaks the World Series. That's right. I got my boy Aaron right here. I got my boy Jordan. We got three tickets to the World Series in Houston. Today's Saturday. We're going to the Sunday game. And uh, here, here, I mean, if you don't believe me, I mean, here. One ticket, section 106, row one. That's for me. The boys are going to be somewhere out there filming it. And uh, yeah, I'm doing this again. You kind of told me like, yo, you should do this. And I was like, I think I was gonna, not going to do it because I wanted to do the World Cup. But then I did the NBA, failed at the Super Bowl twice, twice. twice. And then, um, but that's it. World Series tomorrow. 
<laughs> I gotta get ready. I know. Super serious. World Series. Oh, that's where you. Yeah. See, they like that type of stuff. World Series. World Series. It's gonna be very fucking serious. What I'm gonna do tomorrow? I'm gonna go, and I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. This is gonna be my longest run out of all my streaks that I did. I promise you guys that. But anyways, um, we got a red eye tonight, and we're off. So after driving for two and a half hours, I finally found the underwear I need. American flag underwear. Boom. We got it. We got a little shiny. We're doing it for the show, right? It's game time officially. It's six o'clock in the morning with LAX with my boys. You guys ready? What's going okay. down? What's going down? We're less than 12 hours away to do woo! Woo! World Cup, NBA. And I need to put more on my resume. I just can't wait to get there. I just can't wait to do the stunt. A lot of people like Vitaly. You're not going to do it, Vitaly. This, this. Challenge accepted. Let's go. All right, guys, it's officially game time. We gotta go. We're kind of late. Villains never die. This is it. I'm doing it. There's no turning around. If I commit to something, I do it. And that's how you gotta live life. If you're gonna commit something, don't back out. Don't be a bitch. Do it. Do whatever your mind tells you. I'm super excited. I'm an adrenaline junkie. I need adrenaline in my life to live a little longer. I know that sounds weird for some people, stupid, fucked up, but that's how. I live. That's how you get a feel in life. If whatever your heart tells you to do, do it. Don't be scared. Just talk to my mom. I guess she doesn't have a choice. She made a point. I'm her son. She's worrying about me, but my mom can't make decisions for me. I'm an adult, so I'm still going to go ahead and do it. Sorry, mom, if you're watching this. I mean, of course you're watching this. I love you. I love you so much. I'm sorry. And then I got this burner phone. I'm going to call one of these guys and tell them, hey, guys, it's go time. Start recording. And that's when they know when to record. And then I break it in half. Why am I doing this? Because I know if I do it with my iPhone and put it in my underwear, they're going to keep it to a trial as evidence. Blah, blah, blah. So. So the next clip is me doing it. I think I'm going to do it in the beginning of the sixth inning. It's, uh, I think the score is like 4-2, 4-3. I'm not sure. I haven't been at the game. I've just been getting mentally prepared. It's getting rowdy. I got to go, guys. Next one. That's it, guys. This is it. I'm going. Yeah, I got a, I'm here to pick up a friend. What's the name? Um, Vitaly. Got people to the game last night. No, because the has been sent here for us yet. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, so is he, is he waiting to see the judge? 
Cox Bell Barnes, already know. For Vitaly. Vitaly. Gotta get the boy out. <laughs> Let's get this bomb posted. Let's go. <laughs> of course, I was already hitting up all my buddies. I'm like, you know that Vitaly dude? I got him on bomb. Dude, what a crazy motherfucker. Slide in. <laughs> You wanted me, you wanted me to slide into that base? Yeah, how'd it my go? My boy, my boy, hold up, hold up. Let me do, let's give him a sneak peek. Bruised. <laughs> oh. Ah! <laughs> what an experience in jail, guys. That was crazy. And this guy, I didn't drop the soap this time. Everything was great. Everything was awesome. I didn't even know anything what happened online but i did it for me like i said i'm banned the first thing they go oh, they per the first thing they go is like sign your life banned from the stadium i'm like all right <laughs> like, like i want to come back here wow wow what a deja vu all right villains thank you so much for watching this video if you're not a villain make sure you click subscribe that's right and let's get this video to 100,000 likes that's all i'm asking for 100,000 likes and I'm gonna keep doing crazy shit like this. Or if you wanna see me do more crazy shit like this, I'm free as a whistle, but my core date is actually next week. So make sure you stay tuned because I'm gonna be updating you through the process. And thank you so much for watching this video. The pursuit of subscribers can also harm children. I've listened to a podcast about this. Heather and Mike Martin, together known on YouTube as Daddy05, garnered more than three quarters of a million subscribers to their videos where they prank their children for the benefit of viewers. After a particularly unpleasant video and a rising acknowledgement and discomfort among viewers about how severely they were mistreating their children, the pair uploaded a strident defense of their actions before eventually apologizing publicly after realizing just how strongly public opinion had moved against them. So this is bad. Like, people were so mad at YouTube because they're terrorizing their children. Like, it looks like, do you remember the one? I think the girl was in the shower and they brought in yeah. a lobster. Well, I mean, you and I talked about this. Yeah, but it... But it, they destroy their stuff, and it's like I won't buy you a new one unless you say unless you t say I love you, Daddy. I'm not mad at you. Like it goes on and on and on. But it was some of the kids that was their stepmom. The kids aren't with their biological mother because they made this defense that she's bipolar, so she shouldn't have her children, even though she's medicated and stable. So the kids are with these fucking idiots because just the mental health stigma means you can't watch your kids. Oh, wow. Really? So yes. these people made a fuck ton of money, but really were traumatizing these kids and eventually YouTube pulled them. In 2017, we told you about Daddy O5's series of prank videos where Michael and Heather would play cruel pranks on their own children. I can't do that. <laughs> I swear. We got to sell all your Pokemon cards. Oh, we're going to sell your Xbox. You just got owned. <laughs> it's just a prank, bruh. The Daddy O5 YouTube channel contained dozens of similar videos showing Michael and Heather destroying an Xbox and pushing their son Cody into a bookcase. In one video, Michael even initiates a game he calls Bottle Flip Slap, which ended with the kids being encouraged to hit each other. If it lands, you're safe. Now, if it don't land, the other person 
gets to slap you in the face. Wait, what? <laughs> she can slap me. Wait, she's a girl. You smack her. Be easy. Go ahead. Oh, I'm out. Oh, God. Go ahead. Give her a little tap. <gasps> oh, my God! I didn't say like that. I said give her a little tap! And people saw these videos, which racked up thousands and thousands of views, and then eventually they reported those to YouTube and to the police. Child Protective Services found that Cody and Emma had experienced observable, identifiable, and substantial impairments of their mental or psychological ability to function. Yeah, because what kind of an environment is that for a young kid to live in and grow and learn how to develop and be to other human beings even, never mind how they then feel about themselves. Emma and Cody, who are Michael's biological children, were removed from the home and currently live with their mother, Rose Hall. Heather's three biological children were not part of the investigation by CPS. Michael and Heather entered Alfred pleas in court, meaning they maintain their innocence, but admit that the prosecution had enough evidence to get a conviction. Yeah, no shit they did. You did all these awful things to and with your children, and you boasted about it and put it out on the internet. In September of 2017, the couple was sentenced to five years probation for child neglect. But shamelessly, somehow, even after that, they started a new channel, and they just started to post some new content. Because that's okay, right? Not. And they say they received assurances from YouTube that their content was just fine. Today, the video mom, Heather Martin, released a written statement saying their recent videos were merely entertaining skits and that much of the content was staged. She claims YouTube, YouTube has given it to them in writing that their videos were inbounds and family-friendly contact. After increased pressure from the public and media, YouTube made the decision to delete the Martin family's channels. Family 05 Gaming, and Family 05. And Rose Hall, that's Emma and Cody's mom, thinks it's about time. I was happy it was finally taken down. thought it was disgusting how they kept going, making more videos of the, the stepchildren. I felt powerless that um, I couldn't get them taken down. If we're going to have a platform up and let people make videos, they should monitor them better. And she's not alone in that thought. In a statement, Google said, content that endangers children is unacceptable to us. We've worked extensively alongside experts in child safety to make sure we have strict policies and are aggressively enforcing them. Given this channel owner's previous strikes for violating our guidelines prohibiting child endangerment, we're removing all of his channels under our terms of service. But in a video posted to the channel team DO5 fans, Heather Martin's three sons argue that the channels were deleted unjustly and that their pranks were fake to ensure safety. This time we, we legit had outtakes. It's, every, it's not real. It's entertainment purposes. It's everything it that we've done. It's I, I know. Everything we've done has been off the top of the head. It's been thought up in her head as an idea. These kids were given so much as a result of posting these videos. And in some of the videos, the parents say, like, if you don't do this prank, we're going to take your iPad away or we're going to take this away. So they've been conditioned that doing these things gets them different items that they want. And then, of course, they're going to say, as kids, yeah, we want our iPad, and yeah, we want our computer, and yeah, we want our bike to be just like the rest of our friends. And it's hard to know whether a kid can even say to you, you know, it's okay that those pranks were done to me, because the long-lasting effects of the pranks will start to show up later on in life. The channel that that video is on, Team DO5 Fans, is still up and running, and maybe a conduit for Martin, Heather, and the three boys to continue to put out content. I think that videos like this and situations like this create 
a larger conversation about the fact that for a really long time, this family was able to put out videos and make money off of being mean to one another. And then culturally, we looked at it and we were like, oh, that kid's crying because his head's bleeding because his dad shoved his face into a bookcase. It took a while for people to take action and do anything about it. So it does make me question where we're headed as far as media, because I think a lot of people will watch this stuff and laugh at it because a kid's laughing or because a parent thinks it's funny to make fun of their child. But they're not looking at the grander, larger picture of the emotional effects that this has on the kids, on the family, and then again, on your kids who might be watching or people watching in general. What do you guys think? Should the Family of Five remain banned from YouTube? God, people are so fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Made a bunch of money. And I'm sure some of them are funny, but then you're kind of like, wait, this is just mean. Yeah. Yeah. The family initially seemed unaware of just how much the pursuit of views and subscribers had wrapped their, had warped their approach to their children, but eventually reneged. It started out as family fun. Mike, the children's father, told Good Morning America. It started with me and my kids, and then it was just about making a video and then making the next video more crazy and the next. It was more for a shock value. The Martins were sentenced in Maryland County Circuit Court in September 2017 to five years of probation for two counts of child neglect and lost custody of their children. The sentence was reduced in January of 2019, and the judge retained a probation condition preventing the couple from uploading new videos. YouTube finally deactivated their ability to upload in 2018. So they got in trouble, but just probation. Like, you know, those kids probably have lifelong scars on their psyche, but they got a slap on the wrist, and they aren't allowed to make YouTube videos anymore. That's the real tragedy. Yep. <sighs> you probably know this one. Steve-O, off Jackass, was arrested in 2015 after staging a protest against SeaWorld. He climbed yes. a hundred-foot crane on Sunset Boulevard while holding an inflatable Shamu the whale emblazoned with the words, SeaWorld sucks. He then set off fireworks atop of the crane. When he came down, Sivo was charged with five misdemeanors, creating a false emergency and four related to the fireworks. He was sentenced to 30 days in jail, but was released from Los Angeles Twin Tower Correctional Facility after just eight hours. Guest star Steve-O is known for his wild and sometimes childish stunts. But never one as crazy, dangerous, and illegal as this. He's exploding fireworks. 150 feet above the streets of Hollywood, all while standing on the edge of a giant construction crane with an inflatable whale. This is chaos. Here's something else. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, 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 mean, I would say so. It's been, I would say, my singular goal in life to be a memorable person. Well, no one will soon forget that stunt. And now, in an exclusive interview you'll see only on Crime Watch Daily, Steve-O tells me why he did it. Why he was dangling over Hollywood for a stunt that he's about to do some hard time for. Okay, sure. so in Hollywood, uh -huh. there's a crane. Right. And then there's you. I thought, okay, well, I'll climb a crane. But that in and of, in and of itself wasn't a big stunt. Mm -hmm. So I figured I'll bring an inflatable whale and I'll inflate it and have it say SeaWorld sucks and get a cool shot. SeaWorld, the popular theme park. That's the reason Stevo says he caused such a commotion. All, he says, to bring attention to the killer whales held in captivity. All right, so if I say SeaWorld to you, the one word that comes to mind is what? Cruelty. And you obviously wanted that message to come out in a major way, because that's all you do is things in major ways. Right. Yeah, moderation's not my strong suit. 
Stevo says he was inspired by the 2013 documentary Blackfish, which claims SeaWorld abuses its collection of orca whales. SeaWorld has consistently denied the allegations and cites its long record of rescuing sea creatures. Everybody knows you're crazy, you're out there, but this is for real for you, though. Yeah, all animal rights issues are a big deal for me. And that goes back to my time as a professional circus clown, which I was before Jackass. And I saw firsthand the, the like, grossly inhumane treatment of animals in the circus. His first SeaWorld protest came in 2014 when he climbed onto the freeway exit sign for SeaWorld Drive in San Diego. He covered up the word drive and put sucks. Steve-O was fined $239. Here we are in Hollywood, man. It's go time. But this time, the TV clown is in serious legal trouble, charged with suspicion of trespassing, setting fireworks without a permit, and conspiracy to commit a crime. By the time I get up there, <laughs> uh, 80 firefighters, 18 cops, a helicopter, and a SWAT team converge on the construction site. And uh, I'm looking down at it. I'm thinking, I am in a lot of trouble now. So I better hurry up and blow up my fireworks, you know, to save the whales. Were you scared up there, Steve-O? Seriously? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like watching scared. you. I'm like, what the? What? I, do I, I need to go up there? Scared. I had already promised I was going to do something pretty crazy the day before, and so I couldn't back out. One slip-up. Right. Right. I know. That is a lot. A lot of fire trucks. So at any point in this, did you say, you know, uh, no, stop, don't? I do have a level of remorse about the wasting of city resources on this crane stunt. And uh, it's fitting that I shouldn't be in as much trouble as I am. I deserve it. When Steve-O climbed down from his perch, he walked right into the long arm of the law. Yeah, Shamu! I did it for you! After spending the night in the pokey, Steve-O didn't just bail out, he literally bounced out of jail. You, you spent that night in jail? It took some time for me to get processed because um, nobody was quite clear on what to charge me with. You know, like uh, simple trespassing wasn't going to do the trick. So what does SeaWorld say about Steve-O's stunt? In a statement to Crime Watch Daily, SeaWorld says in part, we will leave commenting on this publicity stunt to the authorities. SeaWorld is committed in every respect to the welfare of our animals. Steve-O pled no contest to the trespass and fireworks charge. They dropped the conspiracy charge. He was sentenced to 30 days in the tough L.A. County jail and three years probation. He says his conviction is like a badge of honor, and he actually asked to be sent to jail. If you're going to make a statement about captivity, you know, might as well get yourself locked up. <laughs> the star had teased the stunt on his Instagram page the day before the incident. I'm honestly surprised that this is the first time Steve-O has been arrested. <laughs> I mean, that was a good one, though. Yeah, that... It, I don't think that one counts for this. I mean, it was still a dumb something that went on YouTube, but yeah. <laughs> 